Last time on Queer Dungeoneers. Wait, that's not the intro. Is that public domain classical music? <sighs> Whatever, weirder shit has happened on this show. <clears throat> Our party made like a banana and split. Kremora and Jolene went with Gaha and his crew to a distant island in the hopes of thwarting the plans of the Magnus family, while Nim and Patsy headed to the border forest. Patsy and Nim. You arrive on the edge of the border forest, its purple-hued canopy unsettling in its sort of vivid nature, although I don't think Nim right now knows enough what's good for her to be concerned by that. Nim is like, it's a forest, it's fine, it will be fine, how bad could it be? I killed a god, I killed two gods. (laughs) We're basically gods. (laughs) (laughs) You have only been in the forest for a few minutes, walking along, strutting your stuff, when suddenly where you step, there is suddenly a flutter of life, and you are both encased in these dizzying colours. There is just movement and colour and motion all around you, and this noise, this chattering noise. See, I grew up near a river and there was a forest, so like, I know Cremora's really worried, but like, we can get through this as well. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Achka! Someone sneak something into my Huffling Patweed! Ah! God, it's like being back on the queer buccaneer's ship! Ah! What do you all have on you? I have an old coin of pine barrow, brass knuckles, and adventuring gear. I have the pieces of my broken staff, the book on anchors, and the token of my land, which I don't think I've ever talked about. The token of my land is a smooth stone that I found at the Henge when I was really young, and it's got that swirling pattern carved into it. So all the stones at the Henge have that same like spiral pattern, black nymph statues. Mm-hmm. That's on a cord around my neck. Okay, you feel that cord snap? And the stone is lifted away by something, and you're struggling to see it in this dizzying flurry of colour and sound. Hey! That's how... Mm. You know what? I'm going to turn into an owl. Like, I can close my eyes and kind of listen. Nine. You do turn into a fishing owl, and you spend one hold to use your owl ears. I guess for that one hold, you can ask me one question off of the list. What here is useful or valuable to me? Vis-a-vis um, my necklace. <laughs> so all the noises are operating at a similar high pitch, but there's one in one direction that seems lower, like weighed down. With my second hold, I'm gonna dive for it. You manage to focus in on your target and hook it in your mouth, and you feel something kind of crunch in your mouth, and the taste of bug fills your tongue as you turn back to a person, and the rock falls in the hand. When in doubt, punch it out. But I'm just gonna hack and slash and just beat, like, just literally. Basically, I'm gonna mush. Punch a bug! Punch a bug! 
Uh, yeah! That is a lovely 14. Six points of damage. So you smash and hack your way with your fists, right? Just your yep. bare fists, uh, mushing and mushing these bugs. And they very quickly, they see what you're doing, and they clear away just in time to reveal to both of you the sort of orbish form of a bear owl coming towards you, hungry. What's that thing? That's a bear owl! To describe them, I imagine them as a bear head with wings. Oh god! Um, okay, I'm going to turn into a bear, and I want to intimidate it. I'm going to roar at it as a bear. Okay, roll to turn into a bear. <laughs> what was that, Ursula? What, what result would that be? You try to turn into a bear, but instead you turn into a bear owl. The problem being here is you're a bear owl with one wing, and you fall and plod to the ground as this other bear owl comes and swoops and takes a huge toothy bite of you. Take 1d8 plus 3 damage. Sure. That's cool. That's fine. Fuck. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a punch the, <laughs> the body bell uh, in the face. <laughs> Holy fuck. fuck. I rolled a two. Snake eyes. <laughs> Same hat. So you go to punch this um, bear out, and just as you do, it kind of turns up and opens its mouth like, go-ho, and your fist goes straight into its mouth, and now you have a bear attached to your arm. <laughs> Up to, like, the elbow yeah. is just bear. Um, I will also get you to take 1d8 plus 3 damage. <laughs> Fuck. How much was that? That was um, 10 points of damage. I'm gonna try turning into a bear again. Because <laughs> that's what I do. Nine. Oh, thank God. Uh, you just managed to squeak it out. The wing retracts into you, and then a bear appears on the rest of you. I like to imagine that the bear still has, like, one tiny little wing. <laughs> like little cherub wings. Yeah. Just like, that's cute. And yes. I'm gonna try what I wanted to do originally, which is just roar at it as loud as I can. Yeah, I think you can parlay where your leverage is threatening. So what do you say in bearish? Fuck off! <laughs> I am bigger and stronger and more powerful than you, and I will rip you to shreds if you don't let go of my friend right now. Yeah! Oh, that's the first parlay roll I haven't fucked up. I think it just suddenly looks very distressed, and it starts kind of wriggling and trying to, like, get off of your arm, Patsy, and it really hurts as it's trying to do that. But eventually it manages to claw itself free, and then it just kind of, like, rolls off for a bit and then takes into the air. And congratulations, you have completed your first encounter <laughs> in these horrible purple woods. I'm going to turn back into myself mm-hmm. and just say to Patsy, that checks out. This, this is pretty normal. Yeah, well, that was fun. Haven't had a rumble like that in a while. You know me neither. It's refreshing. Yeah. Speaking of rumbles, you feel a rumble underneath you. 
as the ground you're standing on sinks into a pit. The ground in a three meter area just moves down and you're suddenly in a pit. Jolene and Cremora, you can see coming up in the distance a small island and perched on top of a hill on it is a telescope. Cremora, this feels familiar to you. Oh. Hmm? Oh, um, uh, nothing. I, um, you know when you, like, remember something? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the vision I had, the, the one of the, the world being destroyed. Okay. Part of it, I I think, centered on here. The, the island in the distance that we're very quickly approaching, the world is going to end on there? I No, I don't think the world's going to... I don't know. I I know there were the clonkwonks or iron walkers, I, whatever. The, they're both terrible. Um, iron walkers isn't that bad. It's better than clonkwonks. Yeah, but clonkwonks still has its own charm. Yeah, and it's like the original name, you know, it's what Meldus, I think, called them, so... You know, anyway, um, I saw lots of them around this island. Uh, um, well, yes, that's exactly why we're going there. And I by the way, Ironwalkers is a great name. The people of Gizmodon are fantastic at etymology. Or well, my name is Ngaha. <laughs> <laughs> Thunk, we're here! Okay. <laughs> okay, time to get rolling now. There's a lot of them, and I'm sure you're aware they've got laser eyes. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay, we just got to get in and take out as many as we can, get the orbs back to the ship. Remember, we can't take the whole thing. It's too heavy. We just need to rip out the ball in the middle. Wait, 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 wait. One, hold on one sec. What do you do when people get injured? I mean, I have poultices and herbs. I don't know how to use those. Well, then, don't get hurt. Uh, and he rushes off the boat. I, like, hop off the boat as well. So you start making your way up the coast, and what you see is clonkwonks all over this island. You see some of them in the water, sort of stabbing their legs into the water, and then pulling out crabs and fish and piling them up really high. Uh, You see some that seem to be working together on, like, large sand sculptures. And most of all, though, you do see this path leading up to a building with a huge telescope poised on top of it. Do you know what that is? Because it looks like a spyglass, but it's way too big to be a spyglass. From my understanding, that's the that's the idea. Yes, it's it's a it's the eye of Meldus. Now come on, <laughs> and he fires the first shot at one of the ones making a sculpture. Okay, we're do- okay. We're doing this. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I go and hide behind one of the piles of fish slash crabs. Roll me Defy Danger Dexterity to get into an advantageous hiding position. That's a four plus three, so that's actually a seven. You make it there, and you get behind this pile of crabs and fish. It's not as high as you thought it was, so you've got to kind of lie on your belly to stay behind it. Um, So your maneuverability right now is incredibly poor. Okay. (laughs) As you're lying um, flat down. Cremora, the the clonkwonks don't seem ready for combat. They sort of, like, suddenly look over and they look startled. They're still kind of getting their bearings on what they even want to do. I think Cora's gonna run forward and say, 
Okay, listen. I understand that you are you are people. You're the, you are you are dead humanoid, not just orbs. Um, so my associate, this person here is going to stop shooting and just like glare over. You, what are you doing? Just shut up and let me let me work. I think the rest of the band of because there are other yeah. other people and they're all just like, what, what the hell is she doing? What the fuck is this? Just okay. Listen, I'm not really up for killing things really anymore so if any of you want to stop doing this i think we can come to some sort of arrangement possibly so we're going to roll uh defy danger charisma but i'm going to in this case because i think it's interesting i'm going to tell you the outcomes up front so on a full success both parties will listen to you on a mixed success you'll get to choose one party who listens to you okay and on a fail no one fucking listens to you okay come on yeah. Hell yeah! Hey! Eleven. Eleven. Everything just pauses. It's like it's all frozen. And it's at this point that out of the front of the large building walks one more clonk wonk, the vanguard of the night court, and on her shoulder, a very familiar snake. And the vanguard of the night court, Cassandra, says, What is going on? State your business on my island. You! 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 <laughs> she pops out from behind. <laughs> How did you even get here? We took a boat. How did you guys get here? We took a boat. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be fair, it's an island. There's only so many ways you can... Anyway, <laughs> beside the point. Were you sent by the night court too? Yeah. Well, I know you're a good person, Jolene. Uh-huh. So- yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, yes! I oh, oh. Oh. Oh, the only time a line will ever come in handy. Oh, wow. So you two have taken up the study of the night court. Well, oh, that's fantastic. I think she starts, like, sort of jogging, like, power walking down the side of the mountain up to you. Okay, everyone, everyone, weapons down, no laser eyes today. We're kind of, like... We're all friends. Like, very first sort of, like, acolytes, you know, we're kind of just dipping our toe in. We're not... Do you know any ropes yet? No, not yet. Do you know the three principles? Uh, not very well. <laughs> I have terrible memory. I know the three principles now. Oh, what are they? Fight for justice, good calligraphy, praise the night god. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. I took that seriously enough to write it down. (laughs) (laughs) You and me both. (laughs) Of course, that is just a little joke from Vern, I'm sure. (laughs) 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 And she, like, gestures at you, just just laugh. Anyway, Anyway, wow, so I can only assume that you understand that what is going on in this island is of the utmost importance, then. Actually, um, the whole, uh, you know, the handlers up top, they didn't exactly tell us what was going to happen when we got here. What is going on? Uh, Signana, Mm -hmm. um, at this time you hear a voice in your ear saying, the night court didn't send them. Destroy them. Nim and Patsy, 
you have just suddenly been thrust to the bottom of a very large pit. It's strange. It's like the ground just moved. Can I check for teeth in the walls? (laughs) (laughs) Um, There are no teeth in the walls. (laughs) How deep is the pit? It's like 10 meters deep. Fuck. Okay. It's quite deep. And the, sh- the walls are sheer. I hate to burst your bubble. You can burst my bubble. But I can turn into plants now too. Ooh, I like this. So I'm just going to roll my eyes and be like, for fuck's sake. Okay, two seconds, Patsy, then climb on. And I want to turn into a big long vine and grow up the side of the hole. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll to turn into the beanstalk. Five, six, seven. Nim turns into a great vine uh, and reaches up and touches the top of the pit. You know what? At the start of this trip, I wasn't sure weeds get so long, but you really grew on me. The last time. better gets to climbing. You pretty easily climb up most of the way. You just poke your head out the top and you see something. You see a form. It's sort of like a woman, but with great feathered legs and hooking talons on its feet and great big wings. It is eyeing you off from a tree, ready to swoop. See, like where I'm from, we'd call you a bird in both sense of the word. And then hurls itself down at you, its talons aiming for your eyes. What do you do? I want to do this uh, this move I remember from back in the day. We called it the old heave-ho. I want to just sort of wait it out. And when this uh, bird dame comes in, just go and grab the talons by like the leg part and just heave-ho and chuck them to the floor. So, can you roll me Defy Danger Strength? Yeah. Uh, plus two, nine. You do guard your eyes, but the second you hook onto its legs, it changes its trajectory. It's no longer going for your eyes, it is now going up, and it is taking you with it, its talons deeply hooked in your arms. Nim, you see Patsy being lifted away. You are a plant. What do you do? <laughs> you are a plant. Um, I'm going to whip up and try and grab him as a vibe. So roll me Defy Danger Dexterity to see whether you can catch him in time. Nine. You hook on. You've got this creature rooted in your grasp, and you can feel yourself turning back. Do you appear at the bottom of the pit or dangling in the air? Dangling in the air, come on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now the harpy... It was a harpy, we only it was a harpy. It's fine. That's just what these things are. <laughs> uh, now the harpy has got both of you, uh, but where it latched on the patsy, with you, the talons stay limp. They're not trying to hook into your arm. And you hear it say in this awful screeching voice, We have no want of you! Let go! We mean no harm. Just drop us, please. I'll drop you. You can drop of your own volition. Okay. Patsy cannot. I am going to 
try and reach down and like grab onto Patsy's ankles and then let go of her so I can try and like make her lopsided. <laughs> this is dexterity from you and then constitution from Patsy. Yep. Because you have to be dexterous enough to do the maneuver and then Patsy has to be able to withstand it. So we'll do the dex roll first to see whether the, we even get to the constitution roll. <laughs> Oh, experience. Oh. <laughs> oh, Bye, <shit>. Patsy. <laughs> you fall away from Patsy as you go and hurtle through the air. Your arm outstretched. You hit the ground. Uh, can you please take 1d10 damage? It was a significant fall that would kill a normal person. So I take no damage because I rolled a two and I have two armor when I'm touching the ground. So That's hilarious. All that happens to Nam is she hits the ground and is like, <laughs> That's wild. Ow. So Patsy, yeah. you're still being um, brought away. Um, as for your free arm, you can see now that there is another harpy coming in to take that arm. What are you doing? I'm going punch my hand free. Yeah. Nine. Okay, so with a nine, you deal your damage, but they get to do a move to you. Yep. I'll take a different interpretation of, of this, which is going to be that you will deal your damage to both it, which will grab, yep. get you free, but yep. you'll deal it to yourself as well, because you yep. are aiming for your, your wrist. All right. Three. You smash the leg of this flying creature, which lets you go... What are you both doing as Patsy very quickly hurdles to the ground in the same fashion that Nim did? I would like to turn into an air elemental and try and fly upwards through and around Patsy to, like, slow his descent. Roll me wisdom. Nine, That's ten, eleven. You, you heckin' do it. And Patsy, you're falling and falling and then just suddenly you're encased in this lovely... 22 degree breeze that just absolutely slows your descent. The winds must really love me. The winds turn back into them. <laughs> Don't push your luck. <laughs> wow, you can really turn into like anything. There's animals, there's plants, there's the wind. Ah! Oh my god! <laughs> we won't punch them. Yeah, you know what? They pissed me off. Let's punch them. And I'm gonna grab. Like, I'm a branch from the ground. Try and use it as a Like, stuff. you're gonna, like, ready it for when yeah. they come at you. Okay, there's a complication to this. They're coming towards you, but instead of coming right at you, they actually swoop around you. As they make this sort of path and come close to the ground, a dizzying array of colours and sound is stirred up. And now you are encased in a rainbow of sounds and colours once again. New plan! Duck! <laughs> I'm gonna hit the deck. Yeah, we're gonna try and <laughs> both roll me decks. Saves. Eight. Seven. <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, you both hit the ground. You avoid the threat of the harpies, but the threat of the beetles is still very real. I'm gonna say it's like 2d4, so you roll 2d4 and take the best. Uh, that's a one. Yay. What? No, both no, ones. Both, both ones. Four. Okay. Minus two. But you're still lost in this colour. You can't even see each other. Alright, I'm gonna do a use of my adventuring gear and light a torch and see if I can just, like, fire away the beetles or the bugs or whatever creatures around me. 
Ooh, okay. Can you please roll me constitution as you try to, to light this while enduring what's going on? Um, that's experience. So your torch is sort of flint-based, and you're striking and striking the flint, and it catches the grass. <laughs> <laughs> ah! My back's on fire! And now the, the spot that you're standing on starts burning and it starts spreading around your feet very quickly. It's like propelled by this grass, like it's made to be flammable. Not again! <laughs> and I think that, that, that the bugs stay away from the ground itself now because they don't want to get roosted. But the threat is still very real. Uh, and the other thing is this forces you to stand up. Yes. Which does make you a bigger threat to the keen eyes of the harpies. Nim, you smell smoke. Fuck! Fuck! It was a good idea, Patsy! It was a good idea, Patsy! And I'm gonna turn into a fire elemental! Eight! As a flamey boy, you can commit arson! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyone can do that! Um, remove fire? Like, okay, absorb. The you can absorb flames into your form. I would like to spend my first hold to do that so that Patsy doesn't burn to death. You swoop around Patsy and you become the flame. Alright, so now we're adding fire. Uh, what, what other elements are there? Can you become boron? Fire shrugs. <laughs> I'm gonna like try and create like a flame vortex around Patsy to, like, stop the bugs or the harpies getting at him, hoping that he'll come up with <laughs> out of this situation. Okay, you do exactly that. Patsy, you have a reprieve from this rainbow of colour that's been around you, as instead you have an incredibly hot and dangerous wall of fire surrounding you. All right. Um, um, and you kind of go into MacGyver mode. What do you <laughs> What's your plan? <laughs> Well, now I don't need to worry about lighting my torch. Because I can just light in this wall of fire than you, rather than using the flint. Can you, like, open a hole for it for me and then I'll get the bugs with the torch of fire? So this dome of fire lifts up around you starting on one side and you get a chance to run out with your flaming torch and wave off yeah. a whole side of these bugs. I mean, once again, I think that, that many of them die and a lot of them just leave. They're quick to flee. They don't, yeah. they don't stick around in the face of real danger. But the harpies do. <laughs> um, and as the air clears of these bugs and they regroup elsewhere, and as Nim falls back to the ground, the hoppies are upon you. What are you doing? Basically, I'm going to baseball bat them, like in like the fire into their feet. Oh yes, that's a ten. Finally, okay. uh, it's seven points of damage. You thrust out with your torch and manage to bat the harpy right out of the air. But the one coming from the other side of you lifts you once again from the back. And you are going back up into the air. God damn it. Nime, what are you doing? Your friend is going again. I'm going to call up to the harpy. Your friend is down and I can heal them if you bring mine back. 
It doesn't even turn, but I will let you roll a parlay to see. Nope, that's a five. Uh, and it's flying away with Patsy. Patsy, your like reach at this point is incredibly poor. Like you, it's behind you. It's got you yep. like here. Yep. You're like trying to strike up at it or around at it, but you're really not being able to get any sort of leverage. If you put your hands up too high, it just pecks you. Can I try to sort of start to build momentum with my hips back and forth, back and forth? To try and either disbalance the hoppy or get free. Roll me dexterity. Yes, ten. I'm gonna drag it down with me, see if I can slam it into the ground. Okay, I think you do exactly that. Mime, you watch the harpy and Patsy sort of slide and rock and fall somewhere in the forest. Patsy, you fall straight onto the harpy. Mm. And as you manage to kind of get up and back away, you see it's panting heavily and it can't get back up. Thanks for listening. Want something fun to do? Check out the Queer Dungeoneers fortnightly worksheet. This time it's a word search. If you find at least 50 words, we'll give you a shout out next week. Congrats to Ashley, Emma, Ursula, my mum, and Aunt Daphne, all of whom have already proved themselves worthy wordsmiths. You can find that in the description of this episode. I have some time while this music finishes, so I guess I'll tell you about this week's promo podcast. End of Time and Other Bothers is an improvised comedy role-playing podcast using the Dungeon World system. Their episodes are slickly edited and all their players are talented improvisers, leading to a lot of hilarity. I'm loving the podcast, and if you like our show, you'll probably like End of Time and Other Bothers too. The End of Time and Other Bothers, an improvised fantasy role-playing podcast set in the world of Alba Salix. The world has still ended. You guys see how pretty it is outside, though? So, you give presentations of some kind. This extremely devastating explosion was, in fact, a celebration. And you, my good lady, ladle cheap foodstuffs out to people. All right, fairy, demon, sit down and shut up. Thank heavens, we three have been chosen to be the saviors of the entire multiverse. Do you see that minotaur sitting out in the food court? What minotaur? He was right there. There were some zombies, but Black blew them up. I climbed a tree. And we're Black, skipping ahead. And, and we're skipping well, ahead. Oh, yeah, no, okay. Three normal dweebs thrown back in time to an era of magic. What is this place? <laughs> and sent on an adventure more absurd than they ever could have imagined. Egerton, you didn't even need a fairy cake. Why did what? you eat a fairy cake? Because I stress eat sometimes. That's the end of time and other bothers from the makers of Alba Salix Royal Physician. Listen and subscribe at otherbothers.com or search for Other Bothers in your favorite podcast app. Do I get to keep all of my body parts? Uh, not if I have any say in it. Oh.